0: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Last week, um, I started started teaching about believing, and I didn't finish it. I'm going to finish it today. That's my plans anyway. And so, um, I had a hard time downloading it to the uh, to the uh, uh, sermon audio. But, you know, it, it finally got up. And then partway through, it's like I died and then I came back. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened with it, but it, I had to come get the master. So it might, be, might be hard to even listen to, okay? But anyway, um, today I'm going to finish up and talk about, you know, and I want to ask you a question Do you really believe the Bible? Well, we're going to talk about that today. And we'll just see how much you really believe. Amen? Amen. Well, how do you how do you how do you know you believe? Let's just go how do you know you believe it? Well, how do you know how to live? I mean, this is gonna, you know, it's gonna be okay today. Just, you know, you don't have to put a hard hat on, but it's gonna, it's gonna curl your toes under. But you know, I got to studying about this, about, you know, do I believe it? And it's a little bit deeper than what you're thinking. Now, let me let me tell you this. Is the Bible true? I believe the Bible made a good point. The Bible, I believe, is absolutely true. And I'm, this is me talking. I believe the authorized King James Version is the absolute truth. If you want to get more specific, pick the Cambridge or Oxford edition. There's a couple words different than those. That's what I believe. But God, let's just say this. Is God's Word true? Does anybody doubt that? We all know God's Word is true. Right? And we all will say, I'm not going to say it right now, but we all will say we believe every bit of it, don't we? For the most part. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it a little bit today. See where, I want you to understand. How could you know you believe something if you hadn't read it? Have, have, I mean, have, have all of y'all read Every word in the Bible? No. So how can you say you believe it if you hadn't read it? Well, because I know it's true, but you don't. You can't say you believe it. You follow me? Am I okay? You got me? Am I okay, Allison? You follow me? <clears throat> you know, I heard a pastor a long time ago said, all you know is all you know. And by God, he was right. All you know is... It's all you know. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Right? It's very, It's very. It sounds very simple, but it's a little bigger than you realize. It's a big difference in knowing the Bible, knowing the Word of God is true, and believing all of it. There's a difference between the two. Bottom line, and you know this is true, I don't go to any person in here, and you believe what you want to believe. Right? You really believe what you want to believe. A lot of facts, I could show some of y'all facts, and you would not agree with the facts because you want to believe this. I don't believe the facts. I, I I want to believe this. Just look at just look at our where we are today. And I'm not going to get political. I mean, I'm not try, trying to do that at all. The, a great example would be you do any poll, and it's about thirty percent of the people believe that our country's doing better than it ever has before. Doing a great our country's great. About thirty percent of the people. Are they looking at the facts? But what do they believe? But but they believe. And that just I just, I just I, see that's my that's my point. Just there there's a group of people that will not believe the facts. I don't care who's present, I'm not talking about that, I'm just looking at our where we live today. Are we better off today or worse off? Well, 30%, roughly 30% of the people, 27, 29, depending on the polls, they believe we're better off today than we were years ago. I don't know where they get their information. Do you? I'm not criticizing anybody. Just me. So, so you can, you know, you can, you, we really choose to believe. And lots of times we like to believe lies. If I, told, if I came up and told y'all three different stories, and one of them was about the same person, and one of them was bad, one of them was not bad, one of them was good, which one y'all going to gravitate to first? The bad. You know you are. Oh, are you serious? He really did that? Right? You might not say it, but that's where we go, right? Yeah. All right, so that's, anyway, we believe what we want to believe. And you've you got to accept that first. I don't make it right or wrong. That's what we believe. Last week I tried to establish that Jesus is word made, was the Word made flesh, which he, we got that down right. He is the Word made flesh. We, we read scriptures, talked about it. We gave examples of how the Word works, and we talked about the end there. We talked about God's Word is a discerner of our heart. And see, that's the thing why people don't like to read His Word. One of the main reasons is it could be sin in their lives, probably the sin in their lives but the other thing is you don't like to read it because that Bible reads you it's the only book in the world that reads you and see we don't like to be read because when we get read we don't sometimes like the story oh that's me oh man oh I'm really oh, oh my gosh so that's why the Bible is a very unique, because, see, it is the Word of God. It's, it's a different than a book you read. It's the Word of God. Matthew 15, Matthew 15:19. 19. This is where we ended, okay? Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, Thefts, false witness, blasphemy—these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. You probably remember reading that before. It's not the stuff that comes it's what comes out of your—not out of your mouth, but what comes from your heart. What's in your hearts what defiles you. Your thoughts, your hearts, your thoughts, are where everything starts. If I decide to cheat on my wife, whatever, and I'm not deciding that. I don't have to decide it. But if I'm, I'm going to use me, i got to think about it, right? I, I don't just do it. I mean, i got to be thinking about it. Would you all agree? Like some of you all are going to go eat after you leave here. you got to think about where you're going to go eat. You're thinking, what do you all think? What do you think, right? You have to think. You just don't, we, we, we're not like robots and we put thoughts into things. And so that's why you have to be careful with your heart because your heart is full of wickedness as a born-again Christian. My major point last time, one of it was just that the Bible is the one book that reads you. Can you hide your emotions? Who, who, who you, how many of y'all are good at hiding your emotions? Anybody? Anybody? Just cover them up. Well, you can sometimes, can't you? Sometimes you can, can't you? You can just shut it down. Well, now, can you hide anything from God? No. no. So he knows everything. He knows all your thoughts. I mean, I can imagine. I don't know, but I can imagine I, I, someday I'll see Jesus. And then I just imagine I ain't probably going to have to say a word. We're going to be able to just talk. You know what I mean? He's going to be reading me. Right. I mean, and I, 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 what am I going to say? I, I don't know what I'm going to say. But that's how I believe. I believe he'll he just, he just read you straight up. You ain't got to say a word. He know, he'll know my thoughts, know my heart, and he'll know the truth. You know, he Peter, do you love me? You don't think he knew? Remember the story? Do you love me? Do you love me? Yeah, he, he knows. There's no doubt about it. John 1, John 1, John 1, 14. Do you believe all of the Bible? Do you believe every scripture to be true? John 1 is true. John 1, 14. Oops. The Bible says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of us, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17, same chapter. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Father, we know your word is absolutely true. There are no errors, there are no mistakes in it, and we thank you for it now. Help us believe it more in Jesus' name. Amen. John 17, 17. John 17, I think that's where you said the word is truth. John 17, 17. Yeah, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And then the last one, check this out. John 18, 33. John 18, 33. This is when Jesus was coming before Pilate, 1833. Then Pilate entered the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered Pilate, and he said, Thou this thing, thou this thing of thy sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? So are you saying it or somebody else tell you, to say it? Pilate said, verse 35, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and chief priest have delivered thee unto me? What hast thou done? And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, "Art thou a king then? Well, come on, are you the king or not? Jesus said, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that hears, everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said, what is truth? And when he did this, he turned and walked away. I'd love to have been in that conversation. The truth was standing right before him. And he's still questioning, what's the truth? What's the truth? He said, the truth would recognize me. Pilate, just imagine, and then, and then Jesus says nothing. He says nothing. And then Pilate just walks away. The truth was right there in front of him. The Word of God, the Word of God is the truth. Now what, does God, what is God's will for us? We've talked about it in 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. They'll all be saved and come to the knowledge of the, who's the truth? the Word. Amen? So that's that's the will. We always get, and there are other wills too, I, sometimes I need to correct that. There are other places in the Bible where it talks about the will of God, but this to me is the most important one. His will is for everybody to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I believe we come to the knowledge of the truth by studying the Word of God, rightly dividing it, per Paul's instructions. That's how you come to a greater knowledge of the truth, how you divide it. Jesus said, I'm the way The truth and the life. The Bible also says that the word, that the truth, will make you free. Right? Lots of lots of conversations and lots of different things. Now, do you believe all His word? You sure? Are you sure you believe all of it? Well, let's just see. We got to be real about this. I mean, my first, yeah, I believe it all. Absolutely. Well, we'll, well, let's see how it all works out. We've got to establish that his word is true, first of all. I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I've told you what I believe in, in all my studies, and I challenge any of you that are students that have time to research, you study for yourself. I don't, mean, I don't mean just go and just, you can listen to anybody you want to listen to. There are so many arguments about the King James Bible. There, I mean, I listened, I've listened, to, I'll bet you I've listened to over 100 hours. I've been more than that. And I've studied, I've talked to people, and I've come to the conclusion that this King James version it, version is the only preserved word of God. I've come to that conclusion. And so I, I they can't you can't tell me that every other Bible is, you know, it's a different translation and, and it, it's the same. They're not the same. They're not the same. You can put them, lay them together, not the same. I gave y'all a little brief handout up here, just just comparing what what the uh the King James has in it versus the other ones. And if you'll study it, I promise, if you'll study and see God, I believe you'll come to the same conclusion. You just get it settled. Nothing's attacked more than the King James Bible. which y'all agree with that? You bunch of redneck, you know, you don't, know, you know, idiots, you don't believe that. No, it's, it's, it, the King James, is, I believe, is the absolute word of God. Amen. I think it's been preserved. Psalm 12, 6 and 7. Psalm 12, 6 and 7. Psalm 12, 6 and 7. Thy words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from just generation forever. Do You know there are no original manuscripts. Y'all do know that. When somebody comes and says, Well, you've got to read the original Greek, there is no original Greek. And the, the, the books are written, no, there's no original anywhere. You know, you know that, right? They don't have books from 50, it's, it's gone. So it, you have to understand it's been preserved. I believe God's preserved it. 119.89. Go to Psalm 119.89. The Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever. Your word is settled in heaven. That's a good place to be settled. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Some of y'all don't don't need this, but I mean some some people might. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of God. Of our God shall stand forever. This word is never going to change. This word is official. It's never going to change. You may have, we'll probably have another Bible in another couple of years because of the financial gain, right? This is the only version of the Bible that's not copyrighted. Every other version of the Bible, somebody owns it. I think Rupert Murdoch owns in King James. They're their own. They, you make money on every one that's sold. But you could, me and you, could go out and start printing this Bible and sell it. We don't have to pay anybody any royalties. Every other Bible made, you have to pay a royalty. I'm not sure God would be okay with that. I mean, just logically, it makes sense. This is His Word. Just you got to, you know, I got to pay for the Bible, but not a right to print it. Though you have to pay a right to print it. Amen. And then let's go last one. Matthew 24:35. And my point with this is you've got to get it settled that this is his word. You can't say, well, it's just a holy book. It's just a good book. It's got a lot of good things I need to learn from it. You've got to know that this book I'm looking at, it is God's word. You have to have that settled in your head, in your mind, in your heart. Twenty four thirty five. heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy words shall not pass away. His word's been preserved. It's been settled. Remember I said, Believing is not the same. Is not the same. Believing the word is not the same as believing it's true. I think all of y'all would say that the word is true. I don't think any of y'all would say it's not true. But how much do we believe? All right, here we start. First Thessalonians two. First Thessalonians. Why is it important? I mean, what's your big deal? I mean, oh, good day. You're beating this like a dead horse. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 Oops, a second. This is why it's important to believe. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye receive the word of God which ye have heard of us, ye received it not as word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, here it is which effectually worketh also in you that believe. The word is not going to work if you don't believe it. So that's why it's important to believe. So you didn't get, I can read all day long about the death, burial, and resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, for salvation. I can read that a thousand times. But if I don't believe it, what good is it? Right? That's pretty simple. I have to believe it for it to do anything, to change my I have to believe it, not just read it. I have to respond to it. And I pray all of you have responded. I pray that you have responded to that. Amen? Amen. Now, we get to choose what we believe. If I don't believe the gospel of grace, if I don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his blood paid for my sins, then what are the consequences of that? If I don't believe it, what are the consequences? Well, death, we're all going to die, but I mean, where am I going to go? You're gonna, I'm going to go to hell. Hell's not the lake of fire. It's, we'll talk about that sometime. But yeah, if I don't believe that, if you're not born again, if you don't have a new heart, you, you know, if, you, if that hasn't happened to you by trusting in what God's done, that you made a decision, and when you die, then you'll go to hell. Don't have to. Don't have to. But you've made that decision. So sometimes by just not making a decision, you've made a decision. How many of you men have done that? Before? How many men in here, don't raise your hand. I'm just going to raise mine. Okay, just get it off of me. How many of y'all have not made a decision, and, but decision still got made and it was the wrong decision? You know, when I should have said something, but I didn't say anything because I just said, oh, it ain't going to matter. And then the wrong decision got right? Do y'all, anybody, am I speaking, you understand what I'm saying? So see, by not making a decision, you did make a, you made a decision. I don't care. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it might come back and get you. I'll tell you this, the older I get, the more I realize that I have not, I have regret not totally believing God and not totally trusting God. The older I get, I look back, and there are times in my life I didn't really trust God 100%. And now I'm going, why didn't you? And so I hope that helps y'all. You need to trust him. Don't go back and live with a bunch of regrets. How much do you really believe? How much do you believe? We've talked about some of these charlatans, you know, Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, and Jesse Duplantis and Bill Johnson. We talked about some of those people, and see, their people believe what they preach. They believe all of that. It's a false gospel. It's a false gospel. But they believe it. How do we know we're right? How do you know you're right? Do you know? Do you know? Say, no, you know, you don't know. You're right, 100%. You don't know that. You're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we got the salvation thing down, right? We understand that part. But the things, you know, I'm not, we got to be careful about. You got to believe the Word of God is the Word of God. And then Colossians 3, Colossians 3. God eats popcorn too. Philippians, Colossians. That's a good acronym. Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ, Christ, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, teaching, And admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You need the word in you. You get the word in you by reading the word. You can't come anyplace. Oh, you could hear it. Preachers preach, you can hear it. You need to have the word in you. That's where you start. How much do y'all really believe? I'm going to try to go chronologically here as best I can. Let's just check us out, okay? Y'all ready to to go take a test? Ready to take a test? I already taken it. I, I, I guess I passed. I need to get an A on it, though, in my own judgment. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. How many of y'all right now are going through something and it's, it, and it's, it's sort of bothering you? Two, is that it? Three, four, five? Uh, yeah. Why ain't all y'all got your hands raised up? I guarantee y'all are going through something. Man, I wish, I, you know, I just, golly, man, I ain't sleeping good. Have, don't raise your hand. How many of you woke up last night worried about something? Don't raise your hand. Matthew eleven 28. I'm talking about what do you believe. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I speak I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When, have you been to Jesus with it yet? What if you're going, have you been to Jesus with it yet? Well, I mean, yeah, no, I, I didn't really believe that. That's my point. Do you believe this or not? He says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Why are any of us tired? Why have any of us jacked up? We're not going to him to get rest. Do you, so you, do you believe this or do you not believe this? Well, sometimes I believe it. Sometimes I don't. We on now we catch you catching up. You see where I'm going? It's gonna hurt. Romans twelve. It's gonna hurt a little bit. Romans 12, 19. The Bible says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay saith the Lord. If an enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you're going to put, he calls the fire on his head, but not overcome evil, not overcome, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. How many of y'all take your own vengeance? You want to raise your hand on that one? How many of y'all don't take your own vengeance? Right? That, that'd be some honorable. That's a good one. How many of y'all just let God take care of it and you don't have anything to do with it? If they've done you wrong. we got one. That's probably a pretty fair percentage. Y'all can't tell me, y'all, no, nah, he's he going to pay for that. He's going to pay for that. The Bible says not to do that. The Bible says the vengeance is mine. Well, if you believe that, then why are we going to spend so much time trying to make somebody pay? If you really believe that, if you really believe that God said, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Don't you be worried about that. They're going to pay. That's what, that's what the Bible said. So do you really believe all of it or just part of it? Trust me, I I didn't I didn't get an A on this. My favorite movies are the vengeance movies. There's nothing I'd rather watch in a movie where the bad guy gets repaid. Shot in the head or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is, you know. I mean, you understand? I I want to see justice. That's just in the movie. (laughs) What's she saying? So you understand do you really believe this are you gonna let them do that to you uh, don't you see what they come they did you see what he did to you and you just gonna you do nothing I'm gonna let God take oh you' gonna let God take care of it what's wrong with you you boy blah, 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 blah. are you a man or what y- y'all hadn't had these conversations before what kind of man are you Um the Bible says God will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Trying, to, trying to help you. All right. Now we're going to get sort of sexual now. You ready for sexual? Go to Romans 16. Not really. That was just, that's a, what I just said was a lie, but I'm just trying to get you trying to wake you up. Romans 16 16. Sex, wake you up on it. 16 16. Romans 16 16. There's nothing sexual about this at all. It says, salute one another with a holy kiss. You believe that? No, y'all kiss me this morning. Go to 1 Corinthians 16, 20. 1 Corinthians 16, 20. Who wrote this? Apostle Paul, our apostle, 1620. All brethren greet you. Greet ye one another with an holy kiss. That's two times. Go to Second Corinthians thirteen twelve. Second Corinthians thirteen twelve. Greet one another with an holy kiss. Third time. Is there more? Yes, yeah, more. First Thessalonians 5 26. First Thessalonians 5 26. Greet all brethren with an holy kiss. How I many people you kissed in church this morning? Well, I mean, is that what the Bible says? Well, it's not going to be a French kiss, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, do won't be any tongue involved, but. Then. Now, I have asked people, I have mentors, you know, I have people that I go to, and nobody's been able to answer this question. I say, What is that? Well, you know, we don't really know. Well, it, it's in the Bible. Now y'all want to I don't know if y'all know this or not, but and you know the German Baptist, you've heard of them You're in Franklin County with other places too. Well see, I've been to the church service before. and a long time ago, checking things out. I mean good values. and so the women sit on one side men on the other. And before the church service, when you'll see, I stand up, let me show them like you'll see like the women will come, the women and they'll get your the chick heads out and they'll do this. You gotta, don't, I, got lipstick. I don't care. I don't remember. <laughs> that went to sex, right? Anyway. So, anyway. And so, and then the guys the same way. The guy, they don't hold hands, but they, they'll do this right here. They just keep their mouth shut and they, and they do it. I've seen it. I know that's what they do. That's true. Right? You, you know it's true. true. Because that's what they've fallen by. They believe that is the holy kiss. And, you know, do you see any value in it? It's just men and men and women and women. Do you see any value there? If you don't, there's something wrong with you. We're not going to do holy. I'm not going. I'm just. It's going to. That's what they do. You, you couldn't do that to somebody you was really mad at. You know, because if I'm if I'm mad at this man right here, that I probably won't talk to him. I'm, I'm, you know, right? You can't you can't as a man I can't do that to another man and be mad at him. Would y'all agree with that? It'd be tough, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, I hate your guts. <laughs> yeah. Right? It'd be tough. Now, what I've come to the conclusion of, and with several of us talking about it people much smarter than I am I believe and I hope this is right Lord I hope we're not doing wrong obviously a man and a woman ain't gonna do a whole kiss right I mean obviously you know that I mean I'm not gonna go to your wife and give her I'm not gonna do that if we just I mean, that's just crazy you know that's crazy that's ludicrous all right well we've come to the conclusion and I, I think i with this it's today be more like a handshake or a hug or a looking into eye and acknowledging and smiling, it's some extension of fellowship and friendship to acknowledge. You know, I'm glad you're here. You know, and see, we've communicated, we've looked at each other, we smile, we hadn't kissed. I could kiss you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> does that make more? That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's what it means. You know, you you can't you, you got you you can't you can't come to church and be mad at somebody. You need to get it straight. Yeah. If any of y'all got something going on, get it straight. Don't walk around. Well, they hurt my feelings. They, they did that. Get it straight. But he said it four times. Four times in the Bible. I never knew that. Four times, greet one another with a holy kiss. So whenever we come together, there's nothing wrong. But speak, don't, guys, don't be goofy. I'm talking to the men, but I mean, you could acknowledge everybody. Handshake, whatever. I've heard you're not supposed to shake a girl's hand, or they extend a the hand to you. Is that true? I've read you don't shake a girl's hand if you're a man until they stick their hand out to you. I don't know if it's right or not. I'm gonna stick my hand out if they shake it or not. Right? Right? But there's something about, it. I mean, I, that's it's interesting. It shows a certain love, it shows a certain respect for somebody else, it's acknowledging them. It should be genuine, it should be, there should be some affection there, some some warmth there involved. All right. Y'all believe that one? Well, you know, not really. I ain't going to kiss no man, right? I, I, the English ain't right, but you know what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 5.11. 1 Corinthians 5.11. Oh, I believe all the Bible. When's the last time you kissed somebody? Your, oh, I didn't I don't really believe that part now. 1 Corinthians 5.11 but now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man is called a brother it be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such and one do not eat with such and one do not eat but wait pastor oh it's wrong right there who did Jesus eat with? That's who he ate with. Some of y'all think, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with you. That, that goes against the scripture. They made, they, all he ate with was sinners. But there's a key word right here. Look, is it, is it up there? There's a key word. Any man that is called a brother, that's the key word. I hope y'all eating with sinners all day long, but not if they're brothers and sisters in Christ. Have I ever eaten with one of these people that, that were Christians? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you? Probably. If you believe that, you wouldn't do it. If you knew somebody was had some immoral sexual activity going on, you knew they were messing around with their wife or they're leaving messing, doing something wrong, you shouldn't be eating with them. You shouldn't even have company with them. You shouldn't even be around them. what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. That's me. But our instinct is to try to help them out, right? Let's try to get them back together. Let's try to talk to them and see what we can do, right? Bible, Paul said, you, you walk away. And I can see how that would work. That would just help you deep down. If say, that's me, I'm doing something wrong. If all y'all just didn't call me and talk to me, I'm going to go like, man, I got something going on, right? I would. I'd be thinking about, man, they didn't call me. They won't go to eat with me anymore, nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start examining what's going on, what the Bible says. I didn't make that up. You can read it right there. So do you believe all the Bible? No. See, Jesus had a different audience. He was trying to get people saved. And this is all this is talking about people who are already saved the living in sin. Right? right. So do you believe all the Bible? Well, yeah, um, maybe not that part because I still do it. 2 Corinthians 5.1. We're going to after, through order. Chronology. 2 Corinthians 5.1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Do you believe that? Do you really believe, really believe that you have eternal life? No time during the day, no time at nighttime, no time when you're watching something bad on TV, no time when you, that you ever go, man, I don't know. How could I do this if I'm doing that? That's never crossed your mind. Either you have eternal life or you don't have eternal life. Either you believe all your sins have been paid for or you believe just most of them have. Well, not the new ones. the, The new ones hadn't been paid for. Do you see how illogical that is? He... Did he pay? Did Jesus Christ shed His blood pay for your sins? Yes. So so you mean like the sins I do this afternoon, or what, what? The next, whatever it is, did He pay for those? Right, He paid for them. So either you have eternal life or you don't. It's not like halfway. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm really messed up. That's why people spend all their time asking God to forgive them. I wonder what Jesus thinks. You go back, God, please forgive me for, uh, for saying a dirty word or, or giving that person, whatever it was. Please, uh, he's going, I already did. I don't, duh, I already did. Don't you remember me on the cross? I shed my blood. All your sins are paid for. Thanking me would be okay. There's no, you don't have any right to sin. Don't, don't, don't get nutty on me. But your sins have been paid for. You have eternal life. It's sealed. Holy Ghost lived in you has sealed it. Sealed it. Eternal in the heavens. Romans 14, 1. Romans 14, 1. You see, what I, here's my thing about that. Everybody in here, I think, you would all say, Oh, yeah, I know I'm going. It's, it's eternal. I can't lose it. But I'm asking, what about when you're by yourself at 2:30 in the morning when you wake up? You ever have a thought like, maybe I'm not? That's my point. What do you believe? That's my point. Then he's gonna he'll challenge you. Romans fourteen twenty-one. The Bible says It is neither it is good neither to eat flesh, nor drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. All right, here we go. Do you think it's okay to drink drink wine? Yes. You can't prove in the Bible it's not. It's a sin to get drunk. Now the kicker is, where is that? Because most time after you drink a little wine, all of a sudden you don't feel drunk anymore. Right? So, so it's a sin to be drunk. But if I know somebody has a problem, and we go to have pizza, if I know this guy has a problem or girl has a problem with beer, for instance, should I, would it be appropriate for me to get a beer there in front of them? No. What if they say it's okay? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You don't want to cause a brother here we're talking about brothers and brothers and sisters in Christ you have to have concern for other believers anything that makes somebody that could offend somebody another brother in Christ even though there's nothing wrong with it you don't want to do it if it's going to affect them and hurt them see so we have to be thinking about somebody else make sense? There are, lots of, there are lots of things you can apply that you can do so many things there. You can do so many things with that one. Um, how, many, how many of y'all like to, well, I'm, how many of y'all have quit smoking? Do you still like the smell of a cigarette smoke? All right. Be aware. Be aware. You don't want to, you don't want to, see, that's what I'm saying. Do you believe it? Or you just believe some of it. There's nothing wrong. I can, I ain't getting drunk. I'm just, I'm just doing the, I'm just having a beer with, you know, my steak. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't believe at all. But if it's going to affect somebody else. And see, here's the thing you might not know it. They might go through the whole meal just fine. But on their way home, they say, well, Pastor Gary drank a beer. Why can't I have one? Right? And so you think everything was cool and fine, but it didn't turn out fine. Then all of a sudden they're drinking two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Amen? People look at you and make decisions on your life. A long time ago, I, this is a long time ago, I went to where we would only watch PG 13 movies. I'm talking about a long time ago. And that's all we watch. If it has an R, I wouldn't watch it. Would he turn it on? I'm talking about when y'all were kids. I happened to, uh, happen to go to a church and went to something they were doing, and they're all watching an already movie. Well, what do I think? Well, if they're watching already why can't I watch one? I mean, they're preachers. I mean, they're watching it. I mean, that's a man of God, that's a man of God, why why can't, if they can do it, why can't, I mean, it's good good for me. You see how it happens? I'm not saying you can't, you you make your own decisions, I'm not the law here, but I'm just giving you an example of how I was doing something and I saw somebody I respected doing something different and that put the okay on me to do it. Romans 16, 7 Sixteen, 17, I'm sorry. Now I beseech you, brother, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. If you're if you're in this church and you're around somebody that's causing divisions and dissensions, the Bible says stay away from them. It's pretty plain. It couldn't, it couldn't get any more plainer than that. You don't, you don't hang around with them. If they're causing dissensions and divisions, why? It's going to poison you. But see, you see, not me. I mean, I'm too smart. They gonna do, you know, I'm, it ain't going to happen to me. I mean, no big deal. Well, it will. Why do you think he said that? Because all of a sudden you're going to step out of something and go, man, all of a sudden you, you're all twisted around believing something different, right? Right? God is smart in what he wrote. I mean, he, he's God, for crying out loud. He's God Almighty. <clears throat> Do you believe that you're saved by grace through faith and not of works? Do you, do you really believe that? You sure you ain't gotta get baptized? You could want to. That's why I want to. But it's not required. Otherwise, you've insulted what God did. Because you're saying what you did on the cross wasn't quite enough. I, I got you covered, Jesus. I know you died. I know you gave your life. But you didn't quite get it finished. And so and then once I get baptized in water, then I'll be, I'll be good. If that's what you believe, I'm not saying if you do it because you want to. If you want to get dunked, you can get dunked. But it's got nothing to do with your salvation. Yeah, but I read the Bible where Jesus said do it. Remember, if you've been here any time at all, Jesus came for the Jews. His ministry on earth was to the Jews, not to us. He's speaking to them. The Jews just had to believe in who he was and repent and be baptized. That's how they got into the kingdom. That doesn't apply to us because now, look how many times Paul talked about it. He say by grace, not of works. It's the gift of God. Do you really believe that then? There are people that don't believe that. I know there are. <clears throat> Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. My point to you today is I want you to really evaluate what you believe in the Word is true, that, that you believe it. You know it's all true. I want you to evaluate your thoughts on it and make sure don't don't just gloss it over. Really see where you are. Ephesians 6. This is Armor of God, 611. Put on the whole arm of God, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who you're wrestling against. It's not your spouse. It's not your boss. You're wrestling against spiritual forces in in high places. Spiritual forces, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. That's who you're fighting against. Keep that in mind the next time you and your spouse get into something or you and your boss or your children. It's, 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 it's a much, there's much more going on here than just person to person. You need to be aware of that. You'll get deceived if you're not. Do you all believe at some point every knee is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? Yes. We believe that one, don't we? At some point everybody is. And you know what's going to be sad? Is that people that are going to go to hell are still going to say it. At some point, everybody's going to know. They're going to say, Jesus is Lord. But it's a little too late. That sort of of gets me rattled sometimes. I think about it. Everybody's going to say it. Everybody's going to say it. Angels, too. They're all going to say it. The fallen ones, too. Philippians 4 6 and 7. This would be more close to the home, maybe. 4, 6, and 7. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God, which pass all understanding, so keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, we prayed this out uh, in the downstairs this morning, this, these exact verses. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Give it to God. Make your request be made known to, to God. And he right there's a promise. See the promise and the peace. It didn't say, and maybe the peace of God will, will keep your hearts. It said, and the peace of God which is beyond your understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Where's your peace then? Why, Why don't you have perfect peace? If you really believe that, Do you really believe all the Bible? Do I really believe all the Bible? I didn't say it wasn't true. I, it's absolutely true. What do I believe? Do you believe all your sins are forgiven? Colossians 2.13. All your sins are forgiven. Every sin you've ever committed, everyone you're going to be, has been forgiven. When Jesus Christ shared blood, they've all been forgiven. To the day you die, they've all been forgiven. You may not feel like they have, but they have. I, trust me they have. He talks to me. <laughs> Yeah. Glory to God. We'll do one more. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians three. Six. Yeah. And we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walks disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. Fourteen. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Here we go again. I mean, if if we're not careful, who are we gonna be able to eat with? You can eat by yourself, ain't you? If you're not careful, I can't eat with him, I can't eat with them, right? The Bible's pretty plain on some of these things. But it says, you know, the whole idea, the whole idea is not to shun someone to where they, they're cast out and never come back. The idea is you wanna bring them back. Every one of us in this room has done something wrong. We have sinned. We're going to sin, going to keep on sinning. But thank God, Jesus' grace can bring us back. But we do have a part to play in it. Do you, believe, do you believe all the Bible? Do you believe all of it? Well, I believe most of it. Had y'all passed the test, we still got several more questions to go. We're going to stop there today. I want you to, my goal, my my goal is I want you to see. We just flippantly say these things like, oh yeah, the Bible's all true and I believe everything. I believe every last word. Well, you don't do it. You don't do it. So do you believe it? Well, I believe it. Well, why don't you do it? Well, you know, I don't really believe it that much. Because if you believed it, wouldn't you do it? Wouldn't you do it if you believed it? God talking to you, telling you what to do. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Lord, we, please help us, Lord. You know you made us, you designed us, you gave us our personalities, our gifts, and our talents. You did all that for us. You know exactly what each one of us is made of. Some of us have these talents. some of us have those talents. Some of us have, we, we've been gifted in so many different ways. You made us, and so we trust you, Lord. We trust you to help us. Please, Lord, we want to believe your word. Give us the courage to believe it and obey it. Your word, not some doctrine, not something that's been written on some other piece of paper, not some denominational statement of faith, but that we believe your word. I know, and you know, and we know, your word is the final authority. Regardless of what I preach and teach, your word supersedes any mistake I made, any errors I have, your word, your word is the final authority. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 Glory to God.